0: Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening
1: right now. Good morning, Dawn.
0: Good morning, sir.
1: uh, uh, Let's just start off with the question of the day right off the bat.
0: Okay, I can do that.
1: The question of the day is, can slut be a positive word?
0: Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't believe I actually paused there. I was like, that's okay. Yes. <laughs> Whoa, it's an early morning with coffee again. It is isn't an it? early morning with coffee. <laughs>
1: um, I think that now you and I first came across the. Uh, Good morning, podcast listeners. Hi, Dan. Well, we did hi, Dan, and hi, Don already.
0: No, we did it kind of differently. It felt weird.
1: <laughs> hi, Don.
0: Hi, Dan. Uh,
1: we first came across the term uh, slut. As a positive thing in the book, the ethical slut. Uh, some, oh my gosh, fifteen? Year, yeah, maybe not. So, fifteen years yeah, ago, like sometime long yeah. ago in our little exploration, and that, that was the first time it was uh, introduced to me. The idea of reclaiming that particular word. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of
0: neat because, um, you know, for me that had always been used as a derogatory word, derogatory, derogatory, and. Um, I think it was at an OLF, I bet, that we came across Dossie, and she was talking about her book, Ethical Slut. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and at first you hear that word slut, even in an environment like that. And I was brand new, and I was like, oh, how could people use the word slut? Right. You know, it's, it's how can you use that as a positive thing that's always used as a bad thing, you know? Even in high school, you hear, oh, you slut. Oh, my God, she's such a slut, you know? And it was never used Should in a... my
1: dick be getting hard right now?
0: <laughs> it was never used in a good way. Yes, sir. You're... <laughs> so, just, they're going to lose my voice for a little bit, and you're yes. just going to go higher.
1: <laughs> but to get away from... No, it goes lower is at Does it first, go lower? At first. <laughs> to get away... So, can slut be used as a positive word? Yes, absolutely. Not even... If you don't believe me, go read Ethical Slut. Now... Mm-hmm. The actual question of the day is, though, can being a slut be a positive thing?
0: Again, absolutely. So now for me, I had to um, work up to embracing it, I guess, because it felt really, really, really naughty to want to be called slut, to want to be used as a slut, to want to be your slut. You know, I didn't just want to be a slut slut. (laughs) I wanted to be your slut, you know, and that takes on a very different feel for me not that one's bad or good but that was just the way my drive was going so it was to be your slut
1: yeah and this is actually um going to lead into the topic of the day as well to some aspects but um we actually had in our little contract for people that listened to us for a while Mm -hmm. we had the year of the slut we did where we put uh, a focus on our uh power exchange relationship on the sexual aspects of a power exchange relationship Mm -hmm. Now, our our relationship, uh, for people that may be new to the podcast, is a 24-7 master-slave relationship. Total power exchange sort of style that does involve sex and BDSM, but that's not the foundation of the relationship. The foundation of the relationship is that we live 24-7 master-slave. Right. But we certainly enjoy the BDSM and the sex.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> so, um,
1: although, on a side note, I did have to post today defending orgasm control. But yes. that's a side note. We'll come okay. back to that later. Um, but we did take a year to focus on the sexual aspects of power exchange and slut play and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and I
0: wrote a lot of short stories about it. You did? <laughs> the different scenes that we did.
1: That's <laughs> how books get born, as a matter of fact.
0: <laughs> that was a lot of fun. That was um, very healing for me, actually, So was to embrace that whole That whole slutty side and I can be a highly sexual, slutty, naughty individual and it's all good.
1: Regardless of the fact that we read literature like the ethical slut and regardless Mm of um, embracing a positive view towards sexuality in general and a positive lifestyle towards sexuality, we and a lot of people can still carry shame and reservations about allowing ourselves to be as slutty as we want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barak and Sheba talk about as long as it makes your dick hard or your pussy wet, it's okay. Oh, absolutely. But people have <laughs> trouble embracing that idea. I think that's why Year of the Slut was very positive for us because it gave us the focus and permission to be slutty. Uh, and we do a presentation, Slutty Sex for Real Relationships, where we absolutely. address things <laughs> about... Um, not only some of the slutty play that we do, but how we got there, how we got to the point of embracing that and being accepting it. Uh, one of the acknowledgments is uh, you're, never, you're all only as slutty as each other. You mm-hmm. know? It's not like I'm too slutty for you. Mm-hmm.
0: Indeed. So, oh, and that was one of the things that really worked for me was when I would ask you, is that too slutty? And you're like, oh, no, no, I'm along for the ride. Mm-hmm. You know, this is me along for the ride with you. So if you're too slutty, I'm too slutty, you know. And it was just really, really powerful stuff. And like you said, we keep mentioning the ethical slut. Well, when you are in high school, you know, or, or whatever, and people are like, oh, she's such a slut. They don't usually mean that in an ethical right. way.
1: Or a positive way. Or anyway. a positive yes. way, right.
0: But, you know, for me, it was like, you know, I can, I'm being totally transparent with how slutty I'm feeling or being, you know, with you. Mm -hmm. So everything was above board and about exploration and adventure and, you know, tapping into that energy. And, you know, it was just, it was, it was really good, but, uh, Sometimes I did. I have to sit there and go, "Oh my God, is this too slutty?" The fact that I want to do that—is that too right. slutty? Is this too slutty? Is this really possible? You know, what if this happens? What if you know there's a crash on this end if I try this slutty thing? And you know, and you were right there with me, so mm-hmm. it was
1: good. Yeah, the um, I, and I totally agree. And being a slut doesn't mean that you're spreading your legs for every Tom, Dick, and Mary. Um, it means that when <laughs> it means that you accept yourself as a sexual being. Yes, as I do as well. Um, I have a lot of offers to place my penis in places uh, <laughs> foreign and strange, and um, rarely do I ex- do I agree that that's necessarily a great idea. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I'm picky or choosy or not a slut. I am absolutely a slut. It's just a matter of how I express that. Doesn't mean fucking everything that moves. Exactly. Necessarily.
0: Well, sometimes, and I try to explain to people that, um, like you said, slutty isn't about, you know, having sex with everybody, though that could be some people's expression, you know, of how their slut comes out, but um, it's more of an energy. It's more, like you said, of an acceptance of your sexual self. Mm -hmm. And that can be displayed in a variety of manners. So, manners, coffee,
1: coffee. (laughs) Um... Yeah, absolutely And interestingly, New Slave mm-hmm. Who actually has a name Candy now We don't have to call her New Slave okay. uh, One of her, the aspects of her contract Is that she wants to be, have the slave The uh, slut in her brought out Right. You know, and that's a powerful thing also In a lot of power exchange relationships Or any relationship where you're taking the other person And you're saying, I trust you enough To, to recognize how, what a slut I can be mm-hmm. And I want you to bring that slut out in me Oh yeah, you know, and to to help me embrace that aspect of myself, you know, there's a big difference. and it's really funny when we do uh, a couple different presentations. Slutty sex comes to mind. You know, we talk about, you know, who here, you know, even though here we are in a BDSM environment or a sex environment, you know, you still have secrets. You still have um, fantasies that you haven't shared with anyone mm-hmm. else because you know. Oh yeah, sure. The idea. I'll be happy to share the fantasy where. Uh, you tie me up and you flog me until I cry. You know, I'm okay with sharing that, but there's f- fantasies below that that I think, right. you know, I have a secret fear that you will reject me if you find out just how naughty or dirty or slutty mm-hmm. I can be. You know, very, so, power,
0: very yeah. powerful stuff. So, and I also like to throw out there, you know, like when we do this uh, presentation, Slutty Sex, is that um, you don't have to be, you don't have to fuck other people. You know, you can be in a monogamous relationship and still be slutty. Mm-hmm. You know, and that comes out in the play that you do together, and the naughty talk that you do together, and you know just sharing the fantasies like you said, and all that type of stuff you don 't have to be out there playing with other people, so it 's the energy it 's the intent behind it it 's the sharing it's the yeah, just getting into that space
1: you know, <laughs> and one of the slutty things that we do is um <clears throat> excuse me that a podcast listener has the right to go up to you at any event and say i 'm a podcast listener, let 's uh-huh. play." Mm-hmm. And you have to agree. Right. <laughs> Regardless of the fact that we rarely have a podcast listener
0: mm-hmm. do it's, that,
1: although yeah. we certainly have had. A couple times. But the act of the offering, the vulnerability in that, mm-hmm. you know, is slutty in self. So slutty isn't just, as you were saying, it's it's an energy. It's a state of mind. It's a right. state of heart. Yes. You have this evil glow in your face. Like I do, because
0: I'm going to a party tomorrow night. <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs>
1: Uh, So, good morning, Don.
0: Good morning. For uh, uh,
1: podcast listeners that are like, where's all the bullshit before you get to the topic? Sorry. That wasn't even the topic. That was the question of the day. That was the question of the day. Our topic of the day, for those who are still sticking around, is about wanting to please people. And we'll get into that, exactly what that means. Um, And maybe it's not even a topic. Maybe it's a reflection where we're just going to go, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. We'll see. I think that there's a little bit to discuss about it, though. Okay. If... um, If... Oh, excuse me. You know what? I should really, like, not do that into the microphone. <laughs> but that's what happens when I you bet podcast. I it's pretty loud. First thing in the morning. <laughs> uh, I do want to mention, though, that bef- before we go any further, there's this thing out there called Facebook.
0: Oh, there is. Yes,
1: and Tanya found us and liked us on the Facebook she
0: did. I like getting the likes. So and we've got some new subscribers, so well
1: <laughs> that would be to
0: the newsletter. To the newsletter, yes. Well the first one is Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. Bad Bunny, you waited this long to subscribe to the newsletter.
1: Speaking of people who turned in the I'm a <laughs> podcast listener card and I have tentacles.
0: Yes, she did. And oh my god. Okay, that turned out really well. I was actually thinking of trying to get up with her this weekend and I'm going to Cleveland and Yes. I
1: gave you alternative orders. Sorry yes. about that, bad
0: bunny. <laughs> and then we had Master M's Pet from Michigan, and Sassy from Ohio.
1: So those people are people that are, have subscribed to the EA newsletter, which you can find at eroticwakening.com. We use that mm-hmm. just to mention where we're going to be, what we're doing, what we're up to, that kind of stuff. I think that uh, before you send out the next newsletter, I will write something naughty in it.
0: Ooh, I like that. Yay.
1: <clears laughs> now that I made that commitment. Now
0: I'm writing that down as you, yeah, you should. made a commitment. You should.
1: Uh, I do want to mention that... Has a big pause. It <laughs> erotic awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality Central Ohio's kinky fun group AIS Season's Beatings Party is coming up Saturday December fifteenth two thousand twelve. Pay twenty dollars at the door, but bring your photo ID. It lasts from eight p.m. to two a.m. It's being held at the Princeton 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 Club, the second floor of the VIP room here in Central Ohio, i.e. Columbus, Ohio. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Indeed. Hi. Are we going to that? I think so.
0: It's on the calendar.
1: We are not doing that for Christmas, though. That no. is not our Christmas thing.
0: No. What's our, our Christmas thing? Spam a lot. That's right. I just bought tickets. Yay!
1: <laughs> in Poly News, uh, you, I, and Karen just saw Blue Man Group. We did, and that then was in, awesome. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. That was a, a lot of fun. I had, had no clue that those Blue Men were so blue. <laughs> fun. Uh, and Actually,
0: interactive with the audience. Yeah, that was kind of yeah, neat. Very that much an, neat. An,
1: uh, audience interaction. And then, a uh, and then later we'll be going back to that same arena to see mm-hmm. the uh, off-Broadway production of Spamalot Spemelot
0: with the kids. Yes. So that'll be awesome. The kids and the daughter-in-law, they used to like to watch Money Python with us.
1: Mm-hmm. Now they're older. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we will see <laughs> how it goes. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, we do want you to... Uh, oh, so a lot of people are writing us lately questions. And, and you know what? Uh, so lately you and I have felt a little bit like the... Uh, MS or BDSM advice column people. Yes. In that we're not just getting, you know, the uh, occasional comments, which we love. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, like the podcast. Please keep doing it. Uh, but also comments like long paragraphs of w- written question here's my whole story and here's the question behind it and things like that
0: yeah it's kind of of interesting so and i've got people um of course i run the 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 room so i've got people you know sitting there and talking with me there with questions and stuff like that as well it's it's really interesting
1: yeah um so that's that's really really been a neat thing that's been going on lately um and a lot of the questions we get turn into question of the day on the podcast. Some of them don't. Some of them are not appropriate for sharing with the mass right. public. And we keep them a little uh, more private. So those that, that have written us, thank you for writing us. Thank you for mm-hmm. being a little patient. And sometimes it takes a few days to respond. But uh, feel free to just keep writing us. If you have comments, questions, thoughts about topics, that kind of things, you can reach us for all those things via the comment form on the web page. Oh, you can, which is www.eroticawakening.com.
0: Or by email at Dawn at eroticawakening.com.
1: You can also follow us on the Twitter if you're a tweeter and you want to twat us. (laughs) Dan and Dawn, all one word.
0: Now, do you know what else I find interesting, though? Is that there's someone else that really wanted to ask us some questions because they sat in on one of our... um, one of our workshops in St. Louis, which was being a survivor in a power exchange relationship. Yes. So they sat in on the, on the workshop and, uh, that was our first time giving that one. We've Mm. attempted to give survivor workshops before in the past and I didn't build a safety net in there for me. So it only got done once or twice and I figured out I was triggered too much and we kind of tabled it for a while until we redesigned it and I did a little more work and, we did it in St. Louis, and it went really well, mm-hmm. and um, these two people that were in there are actually psychologists, <laughs> and they're using some of the stuff that we we came up with, which we didn't come up with. It's a little bit of this and a little right, bit of right, that right. pulled from different directions that work for us, and instead of sending us uh, an email with a couple of questions on it, they're going to interview us.
1: On our podcast. On our podcast.
0: Yes. So they've got a list of questions. At least they warned us about some of them, so... You know, we can think about the questions and, and how we accomplished different things, but that's going to be
1: interesting. It's really, uh, it, it's, it's stunningly interesting to go from, you know, on one hand we have uh, topics like slutty sex for real relationships mm-hmm. and um, how to get laid, you know, you know pretty... <laughs> Darn sex toys Dawn or sex whatever. sex toys, sure. <laughs> um, more lighthearted kinds of topics and... Uh, obviously surviving abuse in a power exchange or just surviving abuse at all. is not Mm -hmm. a lighthearted topic, Mm -mm. but it is life as well. Right. You know, so, and, you know, maybe people want to, I'm sure some people who prefer the sex toy type of conversation may want to skip that one. Mm -hmm. Other people will find it enlightening Mm -hmm. or maybe perhaps beneficial in some way. Absolutely.
0: Um, So now, and I find that, um, and I find that to get to that slutty area like we were talking about before, if you can if you've got past baggage in in your background and I'm just gonna say I do and lots of it, you know. Um, I had to work past all that stuff to get to the slutty area, to get to the, being comfortable with the power exchange and mm-hmm. making sure it wasn't something from then. And I'm going to leave the rest of this for when we get interviewed, but you know, exactly. yeah, it, it was good stuff. So if you have, if that's any interest or if you have someone in your life that has any, you know, a background like that, I think it'll be interesting and we'll keep it not heavy, 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 no mm-hmm. more stories. Okay. I
1: hope. (laughs) (laughs) You act like we're in charge of this interview. I That's fantastic. I was going to say, wait
0: a minute. They're psychologists and they're interviewing us. Mm. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. (laughs) Uh,
1: So we'll get into the topic uh, of the podcast in just a moment. First, I do want, oh, speaking of Twitter earlier, AWM Club mentioned us on the Twitter. Hey, we have to run that interview soon, too. Which one's that? The AWM interview oh, we did absolutely. with those guys. That's absolutely. Always Wanting More Club. Always Wanting club.
0: More, yes. We have an interview
1: with them that will be coming up uh, shortly. I think next week, I think we have them slated. Fabulous. And also, um, did you know, Don, that the podcast uh, Half Empty Water Bottles has more ratings than <laughs> we do? Well, that's not good. No, you can rate us on iTunes. And if you don't know how to do that, you can go to our FetLife group where I have sticky instructions on how to rate us on iTunes. You can also tweet about us, like us on Facebook. And as always, we suggest that you tell your friends.
0: Absolutely. So, cool. I'm going to do our next one. So, Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Manor Gear. Manor Gear is owned by a lifestyle couple with over 20 years' experience and sells handcrafted leather goods. They specialize in custom-made items and the repair and restoration of your leather goods. Tested and master approved. Find out more at www.mannergear.com.
1: Well done! Yay! We actually like our manner gear gear. We do. We do. That is uh, some of our favorite new toys. Is the um, little riding, mini writing crops that look oh literally carry a lot.
0: Yes, I love those. They're 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 weighted just right, and and the drumming part of it and the rhythm and. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: So today's topic, Dawn. Yes, sir. Goes like this. And this is actually from, of all things, a post on The Fet Life that I randomly came across this morning. Okay. And the post goes like this The poster is a um, female who appears to identify as a submissive, or at least a bottom. Mm-hmm. And um, she says that a big part of her kink is wanting to please the person that I'm playing with, mm. um, that they don't want to do anything that they that their partner won't love doing. That resonates, though. So they suggest Mm. things like, if you don't love rope, don't tie me up. I'll hate it. Um, And I totally agree. Uh, Yeah, she's got in
0: here, um, if you do love something that I haven't done yet and you're not sure I'd fancy it, how about asking me? I may surprise you. Now, she says, especially since I won't class something as a hard limit unless I've actually tried it. Mm, I got some stuff that's hard limits that that the basic three (laughs) that I have no interest in trying. And and I'm sure she does, too. (laughs) We help her
1: think this through a little bit.
0: Exactly, exactly. Uh, But I understand what she's saying. She says, I do actively want to try new things. Help me out a little. Though I expect you to respect my choice if I find it's really not for me. mm -hmm. So I kind of like
1: that. Uh, She also goes on to say that she doesn't want the person that is playing with her to be <clears throat> excuse me, worried mid-scene about if they're actually enjoying it or not. Um, a big part of my kink is pleasing you. A big fucking part. So, basically, uh, what yeah. she's saying, you get that. I get that. Totally and totally. I, and, I, and I'm, I'm just... Uh, I will link to this particular post as soon as I get permission from this person to do such okay. a thing. Okay. Uh, and hence why we're avoiding using her name, but if you follow the link, you'll see that. Um so you get this I get this i mean
0: i've i 've got some kinks that I kind of like, but you know i 've always talked and i 've always talked on here about how I really don 't have a lot of fetishes except for the tentacles and um but it 's more about i 'm not going to like a spanking if the person spanking me doesn 't like spanking me mm-hmm. that energy is just not going to build up. I like being spanked by someone that likes to spank. You know, there's a more intimate more intimate connection. So I'm not going to ask to be tied up if it's not really that person's thing to be tied up. I'm not always into rope. I mean, there's a lot of, of, of rope enthusiasts out there. I'm not always into rope. But if you or somebody enthusiastic about rope really wanted to tie me up, as long as they don't see me as a piece of Wood that they're tying around. As long as they see me as a body, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, if that enthusiasm is there and that 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 lust is there, it makes it a totally different scene. So, you know, I like to please you. There, there's nothing more driving than pleasing you. If our scene is you making me. Oh God, that's hot! Wait a minute, that wasn't hot before. How'd that just click in my head? <laughs> just you have something to the simple, story first. I know. <laughs> just something simple, like if if you wanted me to crawl on the floor and bark like a dog. Mm-hmm. If you found that hot, I would find that hot, and it gets kind of synergistic because if I find it hot, then you find it hot, and then you find it hot, and I find it hot, and it just right. kind of builds from there. <laughs> so. Yay. Interesting. <laughs> um,
1: it, it's funny because I certainly understand the what you're saying, and I understand and and I agree with it, and I disagree with it as well. Okay, in a way, or an aspect of it. So let me, as a top, um, I actually, regardless, you know, what, not even as a top, but as a more of a uh, practitioner of sacred sexuality. Yes, one of the things that I find to be quite a turn on is people having unfulfilled fantasies Mm -hmm. that they're willing to express to me and make me a part of Mm -hmm. whether it is in my fantasy realm or not so for example I have no my dick does not get hard by the idea of dressing up as a ninja and climbing in through the window and but my pussy gets wet Yes, (laughs) so my dick is disagreeing with the, the whole concept here um I'm trying to think of something that genuinely does not turn me on, and this is more challenging than I would think. Um, oh, yes.
0: Well, you don't do. Um, I just had a vision of you climbing into a church, and it reminded me you don't really have you don't really have a fantasy about like dressing up as a priest or something. So maybe that would work. Sure.
1: All right. So we'll just take that as an example. I'm just as, an, a, as, one, but as yeah. a ninja priest climbing <laughs> through the window. Whatever it is, right? That. You find exciting that I don't find exciting, mm-hmm. right? But I, what I do find exa- exciting is that you're excited by this. Now, the, the one that, that does come to my mind is vampire role play. Right. Right, where, you know, you have a fantasy of a vampire coming in and taking you, you know, and uh, hypnotizing you, you know, as a real role play thing, right? This hypnotizing mm-hmm. you and then hypnotizing you, oh, you will really suck my cock, sort of thing. Uh, And maybe the vampire in your fantasy is Count Chocula. Um, But the idea, the funny thing about that, as we discuss it, as you know, I I would never come up with that on my own as something to masturbate by myself. Right. But the idea of if that if that turns you on, Mm -hmm. again, feeding into that energy of helping someone fulfill that fantasy, I find quite turning on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually
0: kind of, like, uh, advertised that sometimes, you know. If you have, and again, I guess it comes from being the practitioner of sacred sexuality, and that I've advertised, if you have a fantasy that is unfulfilled, talk to me and see if I can help out with it. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, and and so keep that in mind, people, in mm-hmm. in uh, yeah. at Lupercalia, <laughs> where we'll be going shortly, or the other places that we're traveling to. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one of our little, one of our one of my and one of our kinks is Mm -hmm. helping people with these unfulfilled fantasies you know Um, so if you're a male virgin and you want to get laid and you have I'll spread Dawn's legs for you man
0: (laughs) right here on the podcast no (laughs) oh (laughs) I thought
1: you meant right here on the podcast (laughs) so I understand the concept of wanting to please someone uh, and again and and having that turn you on Mm -hmm. Uh, I very much and even as a as a top Again, this is something that you and I have discussed a lot, and I'll use the example of, of, of Candy, who's a new slave to our little house, uh, that I want to know what turns her on. I want to mm-hmm. know what, fan, what she fantasizes about. Um, because I find f- helping people fulfill their fantasies to be erotic as well. Um,
0: now, I, I've got a few. We'll probably, um, even when people share fantasies with us, as long as with me, as long as they realize there's some places I can't go. Yeah. They're perfectly, you know, I don't, I was going to say, I don't judge the fantasy. It's kind of hot just to hear that too. So, you know, and there's some things I can do and some things I can't. And if I can help, yay. Yeah,
1: absolutely. (laughs) If, if there was a a fellow who can, you know, and I don't want to out anybody. Let's say, let's say there's a fellow (laughs) who said, you know what? I've got a fantasy about being, uh, ass raped by a guy. Right. I can't help you with that. Right. Um, you know, there there are limits to where my dick will say, look, dude, we're not helping this guy fulfill this fantasy. It ain't working for me. There's some things. Mm-hmm. Anal sex with men does not turn me on. Today. Checking, checking. <laughs> no, okay. For now. But would I be willing to whisper probably. a story in your ear uh-huh. about that? Sure. And that probably would turn me on. I don't know if it's something I'd be wanting to do, mm-hmm. but it's something I'd be willing to... Yeah, that's really interesting. I consider you know what I consider myself a mostly hetero guy. Mm -hmm. But if you were turned on by the idea, and and this is you know not all guys, you'd have to be a cute little subby boy, maybe a cute (laughs) little leather subby boy. And if you were like just you know I just want a straight guy to whisper a fantasy about him raping my ass, Uh I think I could get off on that. Uh, Which is a really interesting aspect. So, maybe the border between hetero and not so hetero is a little, less, a little more murky than I think it is. This is interesting watching your face as this clicks for you while you're talking and, on the air. It was this. You know, we've yeah. talked about aspects like, for example, having a sub male mm-hmm. laying on top of you with his dick in you and mm-hmm. me saying, No, you're not allowed to move. And every time he squirms, I cane his ass. Ooh. That's absolutely hot, yes, <laughs> um, matter of fact, I don't care if that's his fantasy or not that's I've well, gotten
0: close to that before, and I didn't write a story about that. ooh, I may have to bring that memory up again, book number
1: two <laughs> but, so now here's so i so I think we're online on gear with the idea that, and I would say that um, I would say Candy absolutely would be guilty of this. She'll read this and say, yes, that's absolutely me. I Mm want to do things to please you. Mm -hmm. Pleasing you turns me on. And Mm -hmm. it actually extends beyond sex, right? If it pleases you, for example, with you, you make my lunch every day. When I give you feedback about my lunch. Mm -hmm. You know, you've pleased me simply by the act of making me lunch. Mm -hmm. Makes you happy as well.
0: Well, and sometimes, for me, it actually gets a little weird and um, that I know sometimes you're tired, sometimes work is overstressed, sometimes whatever, and sex isn't on the plate. You know, you're tired. So mm-hmm. it, I know it pleases you for me not to bring it up.
1: So isn't that weird?
0: Yeah. No, because no, it's
1: not. I understand what you're saying.
0: So, you know, I really, it's just so second nature now that, mm-hmm. you know, I wait for you to come out of your your work phase, and then it's, then it's like, um, can we? <laughs> right.
1: Um, May I please you? <laughs> so it sounds like we're both totally on board with this idea that wanting to please someone else being a turn-on. Mm-hmm. Now, as a, as a male top-identifying person, are there situations where simply doing something purely for your pleasure is going to turn me on? and you know absolutely true and as yeah. a submissive it's true as well now i don't know maybe mm-hmm. the other tops find this a little wonky
0: i well i wonder how um sadists and masochists feel about it because sometimes a sadist just um and this is my understanding anyway uh-huh. so if there's sadists out there that have different feelings about this feel free to write in cuz you know this is this is second hand knowledge um but what i understand is that sometimes that the sadist is just about taking you know and they're not worried about pleasing the other person or whatever. They usually hook up with a masochist, so which likes having it taken. So yeah, that's kind of a... But
1: I've seen, for example, uh, a sadist. matter of fact, we interviewed uh, a sa- Barrick as mm-hmm. a sadist way back before he was a podcaster. Right. Back when he was a young, a little, a little pup sadist. <laughs> what if he still listens to the podcast? I'll find out. Yes,
0: he does. I just talked to him yesterday. <laughs> little pup
1: sadist. I'm sure that'll go over well. Uh, so... But I've seen in his face, the the glee seems to come from the feedback of what he's getting from that person. Right. So I don't think that from a clinical definition, he's purely a sadist mm-hmm. because that's very self-absorbed. My ability to cause pain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of it is, is that is a interdependence on the energy he's receiving from that person. Um, and maybe that is more of a classic sadist. I don't know. I'm not a classic clinical. Maybe we can ask the psychologist on sure. <laughs> when we get interviewed. That could be a That'll new podcast. Throw it off. <laughs> I was thinking a new podcast. Ask a sadist. Now, here is the other aspect of all this. Right? Is the no aspect of it. So, for example, let's pretend that you and I the other night, we'll call it Tuesday, was playing with candy, mm-hmm. right? And we did the nipple clamps. Uh, you, you little sadist, to you, did the nipple no, clamps on me. her pussy lips, right? <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, I wonder if she's a uh, exhibitionist. I've asked her that before.
0: I don't know. So <coughs>
1: because we're talking about what we did, that's why I asked that. But so let's say, for example, and let's not use that particular scene, although it did strike me then. Mm-hmm. There's a point of you wanting to please me that goes to the point of we may be putting ourselves in a negative place. For example. Not using safe words it 's the one that comes to mind right right um, and, and i 've had this situation where I was biting someone 's nipple right, and later we found out that I bit it hard enough that it actually bled, right, and the person said, "Oh boy, that was horrible, that was very painful, and, and you asked them why didn 't they speak up
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and, and it 's because they, they didn 't want to break the mood they thought it was pleasing to you, and you know but you thought it was pleasing to them, so it just becomes this wonky space of Yeah, no. So, yeah, the
1: the negative aspect of it being that if you, oh, why didn't you use your safe word because I thought you were enjoying it? You know.
0: Right now, it, it, for for us, we like it to be pleasing to both parties. So you know, so even with the clover clamps, you know, I actually meant because those can be really, really painful where I had them, and sometimes oh, they were. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you can't tell by somebody's reaction whether it's pain, pain or pain, good. Right. So you know, I, I spoke up loudly. She remembers her safe words, right? Yeah, And she she is somewhere in in the noises. I I heard that, yes. You know, she still remembered her safe words because I, me, Dawn, and it could be because I am submissive, I am, you know, bottom, whatever. And here I am trying to take a little toppy roll. I need to know the other person likes it or I can't do it. I can't just take it.
1: Yeah. So, And we come from this, uh, you know, and again, you know, we talked earlier about baggage. I have the baggage of being married to a woman who for a while I would do things to. And one day she would speak I mean, after months, she would speak up and say, you know, what? I don't really like that. And she said, right. and I said, well, you act like you like that. She said, right. yeah, but I wanted you to be happy, you know, and that goes from the I wanted to please you into a actually now I feel like you've been lying to me for right, um, right. there, And there's a big difference between when someone... If, if I have someone suck my cock because it pleases me, that's a nice thing. Mm-hmm. And they're just doing it for my benefit. They don't like sucking cock at all, but they're doing it for my benefit. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between that and someone who's sucking my cock because they enjoy... Because they're connected to right. that... Desire, well, now we have these three phases, right? So, okay, now we'll look. we have somebody who sucks my cock just because I like having my cock sucked. Yes. Doesn't do anything for them, but they're sucking my cock. Right. Because I like it, right? Maybe mm-hmm. I, I gave them a ride one day. And they said, "Hey, that was nice of you. I know it doesn't do anything for you. I'm going to suck your cock. It doesn't do anything for me, but it's a nice thing to do, right? Right. The other aspect of it is the person that sucks your cock sucks my cock, and let's make it personal. They suck my cock. And they enjoy sucking my cock, mm. right? It's something that we both gain pleasure from. Uh-huh. They enjoy the feeling of having a cock and having my cock in their mouth. you know, uh, They enjoy the, the, the taste of it. They enjoy the smell of it, right? And then the third scenario is somebody who doesn't particularly care about what my cock tastes like, what my cock smells like, but the energy that I give off from having my cock suck, the mm. response that I have, the look in my eye, the vulnerability that a good cock sucking will allow you, you know, if you really let yourself go, mm-hmm. that gets them off, right? So whether it's sucking my cock or sucking my finger or uh, sucking on a carrot that I happen to be watching uh-huh. you doing. If the response for me is the same, then they get that same turned on response, right? Uh-huh. Um, but there's a difference as a receiver to all three of those situations, right? One of them is a very physical thing. One of them is a, is a sharing thing. And one of them has more of an aspect of this, this control turned on sort of thing. All three are pleasurable, but I, I simply want to know where you come from. I want to know which one of those is your cock sucking. Design, you know why you're sucking my cock. I don't care one way or the other, but they're different things. you just not even got to be able to talk. Anymore
0: I am. At this point. My eyes are so squinty right now. I've. Got, oh my gosh, I'm just picturing. Well, I don't have to picture sucking your cock. It's, it's been
1: a recent <laughs>
0: <laughs> activity. So, oh, squinty eyes. Yes.
1: So, although Ooh. I, I totally dig the idea of I, I, you want me to. Um That somebody just wants to please me and they want to do things just to please me, um, and allowing myself you know again now we we jump into the space where Dan actually lives, where part of me is a sacred sexuality practitioner. I want this to be a an exchange mm. and to create the us aspect right in a classical sacred sexuality, you know we regardless of how you get there part of sacred sexuality is there's me and you but what we create is the us Mm -hmm. and it's the us that makes love right yes and then the other aspect of i just want you to please me right uh i want you to come over and and we've done this on occasion where regardless of what else is going on i just you know it pleases me it makes me feel fulfilled for you to just knock me over and stick your dick in me and come and then walk away Regardless of how I feel about it, regardless of what I'm doing, regardless of, you know, what I'm thinking about, uh, I think of certain lunch times that we've had mm-hmm. where it's got nothing to do with foreplay or bonding Mm-mm. or us. It's a, And it is, but it's from a different angle, right? It's yes. just about me. Hey, I need to come. You're a come whole. I'm coming. That's
0: why I like the low back of the couches. You can just throw me over with. <laughs> yes. Come home for lunch, throw me over, take yes so i was squinty eyed again (laughs) that's the sign that i'm going off spacey and i
1: may not be able to talk so i think all of these have value i think the idea of having the um wanting to please someone is of great value and Mm -hmm. i think that you know we have to recognize that one of the things that pleases me is that when you protect yourself from harm and for me One of the primary things to please me is that you have to have a cognizant recognition of your safe words Mm -hmm. so that I can let go and Mm -hmm. be my, you know, and be as evil as I want to be. Because I know that part of you deep inside is going to protect yourself so that I don't have to think about that so I can really let go.
0: Right. So and it's like, you know, I like being slutty, Mm -hmm. but also like you said you you like me being safe so i'm not going to go out and though we have the fantasies of me going out and fucking the cable guy or sure. you know tipping the pizza guy when he comes in you know things like that but you also know i'm going to have some safety there too, unless you tell me not to, because <laughs> we do have the power exchange thing going on too. Very cool. So, all right, nice. I think
1: that's enough for that one. If we do ever uh, get permission from this person to mention them, I will post the direct link to their writing mm. on the old Fet Life. Nice. And um, beyond that, uh, I don't know. You know, I'm going to. Um, I, I guess I just want to mention a few things
0: before we before we're done. Um, Man, my cheeks hurt. I'm squinting so much. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I'm hoping he will uh, take me into the bedroom before he goes to work. But I'm going to Smart this weekend. So I'm actually packing up the car tonight. Well, I've Mm -hmm. got a social at the room tonight. So we're doing a little potluck with some of the community people. And then tomorrow I'm going off to Smart, and people are going to get this way too late to go. But if you download it, Before Saturday, what is this, November something, so mid-November, I'm going to the Smart Flea Market and then to their party, which ought to be really, really, really good. Mm -hmm. And then, um, oh my God, last weekend was so awesome. So, so awesome. We're talking about the sacred sexuality aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, I facilitated POTQ2. Which was Path of the Kadishti two level two, which is the first time we've done that one. Students of ours took over level one, and we've got a lot of people out there that uh, have taken level one, and we did it with uh, eight people for level two. And um, oh my God, amazing stuff!
1: Yeah, amazing we'll, stuff. We'll actually have to dedicate an episode to that.
0: Yes, and they're coming. Um, the, our <clears throat> teachers that took over level one, mm-hmm. they are actually coming in for Eros Gathering in a couple of weeks here in Columbus, huh, which fantastic. is a Monday night. And they are going to be doing a Sex Magic Primer, so like Sex Magic 101, so that's going to be good. So the first weekend of December is really going to be amazing because December 2nd, which is a Sunday, Michelle Belanger is coming back uh, to the room. Um, December 2nd is um, Lady Lindsay and her partner doing the Sex Magic Primer. And then Tuesday is the Kundalini Workshop, the Tantra Kundalini Workshop. Good gosh. I know. Sex, sex, sex,
1: sex. (laughs) (laughs) Let's wrap this puppy up. Yes, sir. want to have your product event charity or service is the first thing that listeners hear about on our podcast make a ten dollar donation to the podcast for a 10 second front bump of our show that reaches listeners from around the world what a A bargain bargain. contact us at dan and don at
0: erotic Oop, and i got something to pop in there with we had someone that wanted to donate ten dollars but didn't want to do a front bump but they're going to be in dayton next week so we're doing coffee with them well there you go yay um, Erotic Awakening is proud to support Black Rose. Black Rose is a non-for-profit organization which provides a forum for the many different expressions of power in love and play, including dominance and submission,
1: bondage and discipline,
0: sadism and masochism,
1: fetishism,
0: cross-dressing,
1: just to name a few.
0: Find out more about Black Rose at www.br.org. Bye,
1: right
0: on, Bye, Dan.